Hi there, and welcome to the Women on Amazon podcast. My name is Regina Peterbergsky, and I am your host. As an Amazon FBA seller and coach, I'm in the trenches daily supporting my family by building Amazon brands. Here, you'll be hearing the journeys of some amazing women who have changed their lives through Amazon and e-commerce, as well as strategies and tips on how you too can create a better future for yourself and your loved ones. And welcome back to the Women on Amazon podcast. Um, here today with Mr. Everywhere, Danny McMillan. Hi, Danny. Hey, hey, dude. So uh, you are right now in the UK? I am back home as of a couple of days ago. Yeah, just got back from Asia. Yes, I, I, you keep showing up on my uh, my timeline. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. So where have you been in the last uh Six months, a little bit all over the place, right? Well, yeah, in the last six months, quite a bit. But in the last, let me think, in the since I think it's September seventh. See, I moved house on the thirtieth of August, and then I went on a big run in terms of gigs. Uh, Where was it? I've been to. Just trying to think. One second. Actually, I'll pull it up here. So I've done London then Brighton, then Lithuania, then back to London, then Romania, then Birmingham, Amsterdam, Manchester, and then done 12 days in China and Hong Kong. And across that time, I've done eight speaking gigs, four panels, 20 podcasts in just under seven weeks. So it was like a little mini tour, just went on the road. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, now I'm off now for a couple of months. Yeah. And now, you, now you're taking some time off. So thank you so much for making this time. Uh, to No worries. We're going to – actually, today. we're going to speak um, when I was away, but the internet connection was so poor in China, we didn't get to have a chat, you know. So this is why it's been That's delayed. Right. So, so yes, so, so thank you. And I know I've been bugging you, so, so thank you for that. So firstly, are you a seller yourself? Yes, I am. And yeah. if so – so how long have you been selling on Amazon? Since uh, March 2015. Okay. So a little bit before me, I think. So did you come into it um, from another training, from a training course, or did you just know about it? Like how did, how did you I've get started? I've never done any formal training, but my like I, I find that with Amazon, everyone has their route in. I mean, a little quick story for you is that um, – I've been in commerce. I was in the music industry up till 2008, and then we, I went into technology, and then I went into commerce. And so what happened around the beginning of 2015, I was thought, right, I've done commerce, done ticketing, like concert tickets, sports, all that kind of stuff, and I had a background in PPC, SEO, et cetera. Um, and I wanted to reverse engineer marketplaces because there's one thing to drive traffic to your own website, and then there's a marketplace that's ready-made. So originally I looked yes. at um, eBay. Right. So I, I bagged a, some bits and pieces from around the house, uh, took some <laughs> photographs in the sunshine, and then walked <laughs> to the end of the road and uh, the post office mm-hmm. had closed. And I don't drive. Mm-hmm. I still don't drive to this day. Right. And so that was my eBay career over because I wasn't going to get on the bus every day, <laughs> keep postering bits and pieces on a daily basis. Obviously, eBay's changed now and you can use free PLs and that, but I didn't know of it. It wasn't that structured yes. back then. Mm-hmm. And so I came back with me, my parcels and my towel between my legs. And then uh, I went back on the eBay forum and I discovered Amazon FBA on the 31st of March 2015. And that was like when the, so was, the bell come on, you know. 
So was this FBA UK or FBA US? Where, yeah, where did so, you, which marketplace did you start? So what I did, because of the PPC background and I see sponsored products, I just thought this is like mm-hmm. Fisher Price. You know, when you compare it to AdWords and the display network and, you know, like Google Ads, it's far more sophisticated. They say it's quicker to get your pilot's license than it is to fully comprehend AdWords. Well, with um, sponsored products, it was terrible you know it's like very basic at the very beginning so you know yes. that the algorithm is going to be a bit clunky and trying to work out what's going on so basically i i got three products and launched in the uk like as test products and then look to notice there's that correlation between you know selling through certain search terms and ranking organically when you're measuring the the organic ranking you know documenting in the spreadsheet okay. and stuff yes. and i was like right okay that's where the like really come on um Mm-hmm. And so that later that year, November 3rd, I, I launched into the US. So I started with three different products in the UK, got a feel for the platform, and then went straight into the US. Right. And so you sold uh, products just as on your own for quite some time before you, because you now have an agency, correct? Yeah, I had the agency and the conference business as well. They're very much organic. Like when I started my podcast in – 2017 in the January, I didn't have any services. I never planned to have any services. These are kind of evolved over time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's listening who has not heard Danny's uh, podcast, Seller Sessions, uh, amazing, amazing podcast, uh, lots of value. You do, what, three episodes a a week, is that right? That's right, yeah. We're up to about 350 now, I think. In the in the catalogue, but some of them are pretty short. We're not talking hours per episode, no, no, which is fabulous because no, because who's got time to listen to that? Exactly. Like <laughs> my, that I think the you know I'm a bit chalk and cheese. You either love the podcast or you don't, and that comes down to the type of people that we attract on the podcast. Is that I don't like my time being wasted. It's the most precious thing to me. So my podcasts are super short. So we get straight to the point. We cut a lot of the stuff away. And so you're right, yeah. So some of the podcasts could be anywhere from like 12 minutes to 20. And then every so often I do like an in-depth with people, like specials if you like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay, so you were talking about – so you got into your agency and now you you go in the speaking. And um, so your area of speciality is PPC. So I do want to touch on that in a little while. Of course. But the other thing I wanted to talk to you, because you are everywhere and you are all, at all of these events and you meet a lot of people, I wanted to talk to you about the state of Amazon FBA. And if somebody's looking to get in now, yeah. firstly, is it too late? No, think? it's never too late. You know, it was better to start in 2014, but the next best time is today. But, and there is a big but, there's a caveat here. You know, people are much more sophisticated. It's not as easy to rank products, et cetera, now. And, you know, one one of the things that one of my pet hates is when you see these people, hey, I started with $500 and now I make millions, but they don't explain all the leveraging of debt and being underwater and everything else in yes. between. That annoys me a lot. Yes. So I always say to people, if you're going to get into this, put, put aside 10, 15 grand and be willing to burn that cash. That's what you've got to be willing to do. Yes. You got to expect. It's like, and that's it's like, like any, any investment, and, exactly. Yeah. And and that's what I always say to, to to people that I talk to is it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not, irrespective of what you see on your Facebook feed. So what what are your thoughts on all of these uh, gurus that are all of a sudden are coming uh, springing Absolute up everywhere? Scumbags. 
scumbags. I mean, that's why I've got <laughs> Stellapod. Let's not mince words. <laughs> no, I, I won't mince words. I'm not going to name names because at the end of the day, I just don't want to be sued. So part of the reason the podcast is to decentralize information, give people uh, of every level the very best information I can possibly give them three times a week. That's goal number one. The second goal with Sellapol is ideally to give people a safe haven. So these people in the nine different categories, which we can't win best podcast, best event and stuff because yeah, so, it's so, completely. So I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. I'm going to stop you there. What is Sellapol for those who don't know? Sorry, apologies. Um, yeah, everybody so, knows what Sellapol is. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So Sellapol I launched earlier this year. And basically what it is, it's uh, an annual awards for the Amazon community. It allows Amazon sellers to vote for who they feel is their favorite, you know, software companies, um, service providers, podcasts, uh, events, courses, and all those kind of things. So there's nine categories in total. There's also outstanding contribution who's put into the community who should be respected for what they've done, etc. cetera. Um, so the idea of it is that somewhere people can coming into the industry, they can go to this list and go, okay, in that top 10 there, I can try that person, that person, that person, or that company, or go to that v- event, or listen to that podcast, or go to that YouTube channel. It just gives people a safe haven. You know, like I could use my platform to call people out and be sued all day long, or I could bury that shit into better things, yeah. you know? So bury them with good content and give people a good place to go where they, they feel like they've got a trusted resource that is is been voted by their own people, which is the Amazon community. And so if somebody is looking to do uh, an organized training and, uh, and they're prepared to pay yeah. whatever it is that they want to pay, and, and as we know, there's everything from free to tens of thousands of dollars, um, what is it that they should be looking for and what questions should they be asking from the their potential course provider? Well, obviously, experience counts for a lot, you know, that you want to know that these people are, are – in the game and have been selling, you know, because there are professional course sellers that will sell you courses yes. that don't even sell on Amazon. That's the first thing you want to understand. But the problem you've got also on the flip side is that you've got this scammy kind of marketing, you know, like the long landing pages that people do with lots of text, oh, where it's white yes. background, red text, all that kind of stuff. And with like yep. fake testimonials on and just bullshit. And it, it when I when I, I like to look at things, right? Because people say to me, "Yeah, but you're always going on about these landing pages with like what I call creepy copy on." And <laughs> I, my argument is like, if you're going to buy something for five grand, like something from Apple, like a computer, go and look at their landing pages because it comes down to trust. Like, if I read a landing page that sounds really desperate, would you trust that person? It's like they're trying to tickle money I, out. I, of I never read. I never read these these long. I, I don't have. Nor do I. I get annoyed. I scroll with them. down to the bottom and find out how, how much is it. Just to, just tell me the bottom line. That's all yeah, I want to know. Exactly. I, I know. Like there's stuff. there's this psychology bullshit, and then but don't yeah. treat people like morons. And I think that when you read that crap, it's like you're treating people like a moron. And if they're willing to treat you like a moron, why would you want to do their course? So my thing is okay. you want to look at, you know, you don't have to spend a fortune on the course because it's fake scarcity that most people 
do here? You know, at the end of the day, they've yes. got they've write the course. Obviously, they've got to update it, but they write the course and it's digitized in most cases. So it's, yes. it's video and written content, right? So they've got their upfront costs and they spend the rest on marketing and doing these silly webinars and stuff, tell you it's the best thing since sliced bread. Just read between the lines. I mean, there are courses out there. I mean, it makes it difficult for me to start naming courses, but go to sellersessions.com forward slash seller poll, go and vote. And then next week, I don't know when this is published, there'll be a, a, a top 10 of, of, of courses. I don't play God. I don't decide who goes in where it's voted for by the community. But I do bring out, like, if there's black hatters or there is people that are known to be under investigation for what they're doing, mm. then I will mm. pull those people out the poll. Pull those people out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, so uh, look, I only I do recommend a couple of of courses, but they're only ones that I have either personally done or know the people behind them. That that's pretty much how how I work. And it's you know if if I don't know the people behind them or have not heard anything about them or they're a, a new person, you know, I, I'm not gonna not gonna put. It's my a fierce because of all the politics behind. as well. But it's very fierce out there. That whole course thing. The well, everybody, everybody's selling shovels now, aren't they? They're all yeah. selling shovels. You know, when when there's a gold rush, everybody wants to sell the shovels. Nobody wants to go dig dig for the gold. They think there's more money in there. And what's happening is that uh, people are being sold on a dream without being told the, the reality. But anyway, so let, let's uh, let's get back to it. Um, there is opportunities, um, and. People either can, as, as, as you said, can get the information for free, or they can pay somebody to take them by the hand and guide them through it, which is what I did. Yeah. And I, some people you know, need I, that. That's I paid, the thing. Like, I paid some- a lot of money, and I, and I'd never regret a day. I would pay gladly pay it again because yeah. it, it opened my eyes and exactly. gave me a step by step process. And and you know, I have a, a business that sold you know millions of dollars of products. So well done. You know, very happy. <laughs> so, so I, I don't have a problem with recommending training, but but especially and and in Australia right now because Amazon Australia has only recently uh, opened, and it, there's a few people out here who are spamming. Uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of um, new um, uh, shovel sellers in the Australian marketplace. And okay. it gets so the snakes have made, made it way, all their way to Australia as well. Oh, we've got our homegrown ones. Absolutely, oh, okay. <laughs> we've 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 got the the American ones, we've got the UK ones, and we've got some of our own homegrown ones. Nice. Uh, however, it, yes. it is still a, a great opportunity. Of course. Um, and so, what do people need to watch out for? What are the the pitfalls that they may not see in the sales copy? when they're looking at these court. Well, I think, you know, money back guarantee, if people uh, are promoting in there, you know, for instance, I'll give an example, if someone says, you know, sign up for this course and then get, work, shows you how to get credit for inventory, I think that's a big no-no. I think what you've got to look at is most, like most things in business, you, you, you have the foundations. So you want to look at uh, courses that give you good foundations, especially if you've not done business before, because you don't want to take a course where you've got no business skills and it's all about hacks and you've never done any accountancy. People don't realize how complex it can be when you're managing inventory. Well, yes. 
and how to yes. account for that. Because uh, a lot of people seem to think it goes straight in their pocket and then wonder why less just under a third <laughs> or so ends up in disbursement. So they don't know how to do the VAT correctly if you're in the UK or the EU. Do you know what I mean? They're taking their gross disbursements yes. instead of breaking it down. So there is some levels of complexity there. So you start off small and you start to build up from there. But at the end of the day, it depends how big you get. You know, when you're talking about eight and nine figures, uh, what the game is at that level is money and data because basically what it becomes is, you know, um, it's like a portfolio. It's like some stocks, you know, as you're moving it around. Yes. It's less if so you're doing five or six. But, but, yeah. but, but most, yeah. So, so mo- most people who are starting out would be, and I, I know I was when I was starting, I was thrilled when I reached $10,000 10, uh, yeah. in sales a month. You know, yeah. and for I'd, I'd say a good eighty percent of the people who get into Amazon, those sorts of numbers, ten to twenty thousand a month, are life changing, right? Yes, it is, and it's good, and it's good to build those up, and you can manage it at that level. The it's less complication in terms of you know, especially if you're not multi market and you've got a less amount of SKUs. But I would always say if you're starting off, let's say you start with ten thousand dollars, pounds, whatever it may be, yes. depending on your market. What you got to look at is that if that product takes off you got to reorder stock and then you got to work out your timeline it's a cash flow business so yes you know, yes so you might i've personally been caught up in that one i gotta say i think we all have yep. you know and especially if you've got no no business experience you don't know what to expect especially with delays so what you got to look at is you know you might go well i've got three grand to spend on the product and then i've got three grand to market it and then i've got three grand left and that might be a bit too low. It just depends on the price point, your unit point, your landing costs, and all those kind of things. Yes. But what you don't want what to do sort is of just, just, I'm going to interrupt you there. Yeah. Um, do you have a recommendation if somebody's looking for a product for a, a profit or a, a, a gross margin that they should be aiming for for the for a product? It just it's going to vary. What's your I think I think the biggest killer. Look, my recommendation, if I'm honest with you, and I've done this recently, I now manufacture a lot of my products here in the UK, and I've agreed terms thirty days net, and I get paid disbursements every two weeks from Amazon, which means I'm leveraging my supply chain. So what I would right. suggest in this situation is that cash is king, like cash flow is king or queen, whatever way you want to put it. And when you're bringing uh, products in from China, it depends on how long your lead time is and your manufacturing time as well, because they're two different things, right? So they might give you a lead time to manufacturing and then how long it takes to manufacture. You want to think about how many turns of inventory that you're going to do per year and then look at your price point. So it's going to be very like the return on investment. You want to get as much as possible, of course. Um, but you're going to work at different levels. You could turn inventory by sending stuff in by air because it fits in the shoebox, or yes. you can go the the larger products, which is the landing costs are mu- that much higher, but the margins might be there, but you sell less amount of units a day, but you might be having your cash tied up for longer. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because so, so my it's answer is, is you want to make as much money as possible per unit where possible, <laughs> and reduce the timeline yes. between manufacturing or placing the order. Sorry, not manufacturing, placing the order and it landing in Amazon. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. And for yep. So for launching products. What are you seeing is the current best practice white hat terms of service uh, methods? Well, at the moment, it seems like PPC seems to be the best route 
because that's completely white so, hat. However, it seems there's some changes in the algorithm. We're still trying to calculate and work out what's going on and doing numerous tests because it used to be quite simple. You used to blast your way to the top, but it's hard to really tell at the moment to give you a clear answer. Um, once I've got a clear answer, our data team's looking at it and some of the mastermind groups, which means I can't really talk about it too much right at this moment. But there is a change in the algorithm which is less effective for ranking based on search terms. Like you can't just blast your way to the top, you know. We believe there's a part of it down well, to conversion yeah, what, what, rate. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean by that? So, so by okay, outside so let's, traffic let, or by PPC? Let's just, let's just say you, you take a, you know, blue box as a search term. You set that as an exact match in your campaign and then you spend an absolute fortune forcing that to the top. And then what happens is blue box gets bought through that search term. Then you get some love from organic rank. And then what happens organic slowly rank, over okay. time. Yeah. So you might have an ACOS of like you might have been on, on blue box. You might have been up in the gods at 300 plus. But then you might yes. make, uh, I don't know, 50 sales through that search term and then go top 20, top 25, and you start to get close and close. You're, if you m measure it from zero, you can see where it goes through. However, that seems to be less effective now. So it's, it's going to be like, because you've still got to convert, like where you could just blast as much cash at it as possible because you had the money. That's not beneficial for yes. Amazon, right? They're looking right. at their customer and work backwards from there. So what we're seeing is that it's a possibility it's that it's coming down conversion. to to conversion rates. So you blast your way up there and then organic rank drops when you don't convert. Right. Okay. So, so and that's the same like uh, using, um, you know, I'm a proponent of using chatbots, external yes. traffic to, for, for ranking. And it's the same thing. You, you can get to, to the top, but you're only going to stay there if people actually buy your stuff. Yeah, it's like doing giveaways. You can get you can get to the top, <laughs> well, exactly. right? Well, back in the day, yeah, give, giveaways, full price, you know, rebates. However, you way you use PPC, any or whichever way you use to get to the top. If people don't actually want your product once you're there, it doesn't matter. You're going to fall off pretty quickly. So yeah. you know, you really got to get back to basics and, and make sure you've got a good product, good listing that people want to buy and will buy once they see it. Really, exactly. that's it's it's really sort of business business basics and it's a shame that we actually have to discuss it and tell people this stuff yeah really totally agree that, that, that's my little rant over sorry <laughs> no no that's that's fine at the end of the day people only want to buy good products and i think that's the danger as well is when someone says to me right how do we get reviews and i go put out a fucking great product good product that's it people will love you put out a great product because i think too much time is spent on cheap shitty products and then spending money on ranking and then it doesn't work and then you get upset. So spend more time investing on a product that differentiates and they'll naturally you'll get more reviews. Yep. Uh, uh, so research tools, do, are you, do you have a favorite or are you sort of happy to recommend uh, a few of them? Like what, well, the thing is I what's, don't what's do endorsements or affiliates, but, you know, like there's an array of tools out there like Helium 10 and then you've got um, Jungle Scout. Um, there's a few out there we use we've got our own tech as well we've got access to apis and everything because you know we're a technology company but you know some of the most popular and convenient ones uh, are going to be uh, like jungle scout and then you've got helium 10 which is a suite of tools because you've got the reverse asin and everything else but i tell you what um, people should be doing making more effort in using is brand analytics 
Yes. So anyone who has a brand registry with trademark should have brand analytics in their account. Uh, I've just got back from Global Sources. I've done an advanced um, presentation. And basically, I covered in there keyword research, reverse ASIN. Uh, what else did I cover in there? Uh, finding, yeah, so finding search terms, uh, product research with it, reverse ASIN of your competitors, and then taking ASINs from the, the comparison. Uh, there's a section uh, within there, I can't remember the, the terminology, but you've got where the other customers have left your um, ASIN and gone elsewhere, and you've got a list of ASINs there. So you can take those and, and, and run um, product ads, you know, product targeted ads based on those ASINs as well because they're the most relevant uh, to your product, and that's given data by Amazon, you know. So once again, so brand analytics is available to people who have brand registry that's through right. a trademark. So so that's uh, brand registry two. So for those of us that have been around for a while who may have had brand res- registry one, and didn't it does upgrade. not apply, correct? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And haven't upgraded yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, there should be a false upgrade, so, but you know, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, so brand analytics is the way to get. Now, so you said, so you did that presentation. Is yeah. there some training available on that somewhere? Is has that been published somewhere? Or? Uh, do you know what I've got? It's not the same one, but I do uh, webinars for Amazon in the UK. I'm the only external person they bring in to do content because I'm neutral, if you like. You know, I'm not associated yes. with. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. if if you sell on Amazon.co.uk. You can go to their webinar section and I done brand analytics where 70% of the information that I did in Hong Kong is in there. And that takes everyone through the okay. basics as well. So, so is that in Seller University in, uh, in the, on the UK so. site? Is that yeah, what on the UK right? site. If, you're UK, if you sell in the UK, you should be able to access that. They'll give you a uh, access code, which is based on your account. And then you're able to log okay. in. I'll, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a, uh, have a, a, a search around. for that yeah. and have a look. Yeah, I'll have a mooch around because, yeah, that's very cool. So tell me about uh, your agency and what, what you do. So the agency, again, like we said earlier on, it, it, it was something that was organic. I met uh, a guy called Dr. Ellis Whitehead um, at a speaking gig in Germany. I think it was um, – I can't remember, Private Label Days, I think it was. And he approached me and said, look, uh, I do a lot of the algorithm work for Jungle Scout. I'm a data scientist, blah, blah, blah. And we we struck off a really good relationship. I was there a week, so we hung out all week just chatting, kicking around ideas. And then he mentioned that he's got his own PPC technology. And I was like, well, well hold on there a minute. I'm not going into this space. It's way too fierce. He said, no, 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 hear me out. So basically – we were focused when we launched, we've changed now because we can do both. But when we launched, the blue ocean part was to focus on people with tremendous amounts of SKUs because we can deal with millions of keywords, thousands of campaigns. And a lot of the agencies uh, struggle, you know, because they normally do like a per per SKU basis, which they do their billing on. So we can literally onboard thousands of products like from a Magento or a Shopify site and get you onto Amazon. Plus, we're able to handle it with our technology and our data science team as well. Um, so there's a lot of automation in place, but there's also an override. So we can also do uh, multi-language PPC as well. And we've got a level of sophistication where all of our algorithms, we can dedicate and change 
live and on the fly algorithms on each individual account. So we look after six, seven, and eight-figure sellers and soon to be nine-figure sellers as well. Um, so people come to us for that next step up, that level in sophistication, because they'll use some of the agencies that, you know, as good as they are, you know, it's uh, they don't have a data science team and stuff. They're, you know, they're just one, two, three, four-man women band team. Um, and then people hit a ceiling, and then they come to us for that level of expertise, which is a step up, you know. Yeah. So, so if you're doing, you know, if somebody's doing $20,000 a month in sales, probably not going to come to you. Is that what you're saying? No, I always say to them, you know, go and use a bit of software, manage it yourself. You shouldn't be outsourcing at $20,000, you know. No. What, if you, so you know, at, at what stage should somebody be outsourcing their, their PPC? Minimum spend of 10 grand a month. Unless you're spending 10 grand on, a month on ads, you shouldn't be outsourcing. You may end up spending 10 grand because you uh, woefully, you know, like you're, <laughs> you're woefully not doing anything related to advertising. I've been so tight with it. You didn't realize you got the headroom. Like we've just grown a, an account and this is not every day because, you know, you get all these bullshit yeah. kind of uh, screen grabs from the gurus. Like we've grown an yes, account course. 450 to 500% because they left money on the table, but didn't know that, but because they didn't know how to do the calculation. Does that make sense? So. Right. Uh, uh, no, can you sort of you're well, a bit so techy there? So you, you just got to scale it down. Yeah. So what happens is, is they're running their ads into the ground because they're targeting low ACOS and their budgets are running out of budgets every single day. And they didn't realise is that they had the opportunity to grow their business through the PPC side, uh, but was scared to do so. So it took By a while increasing their budgets. Yeah, right. so we had to increase their budget because they kept running out of budget very fast and then they weren't necessarily targeting the right search terms. So we helped grow that account massively. But you can't do that with every um, uh, account because the market has a ceiling, you know. Um, but, yeah, there's there's often there's missed opportunities. Uh, so there's, an, there, there's in the case an example where you might not spend 10 grand, but you should be spending 10, 15, 20 grand, but without realizing it because you didn't realize the breadth of your market. Didn't know. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So if somebody's doing their own PBC, let's say they've got one or two products, yeah. um, what are the absolute basics they need to know and what is the current best practice? Because it seems like every guru, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I use that term very loosely, has their own. Some say, look, you can put 100 keywords in one campaign. And I heard someone else say, no, you should only have three keywords in one campaign. Someone else says, you know, God knows what. Um, I've personally um, had my account managed by three different uh, PPC services agency and none of them have been able to do better than I can and I'm a neophyte. I, I know jack shit basically um, but none of these gurus uh, who have become highly recommended have been able to do any better. So what is it that you recommend? How do you structure uh, campaigns? It's going to, you know, everyone's going to have their own interpretation of how things should be done. This is the right way. And, you know, if they're a guru, they're going to not want to back down on their word because publicly that's humiliating them. But I'm not a guru. So yes. basically, okay, let's look at what PPC is. PPC is an amplification. So if you've got a good product, they'll shine a light on it. Ultimately, most people are using PPC to try and rescue a product 
and then they want to blame something else other than the PBC. So you must start with a good product first, yeah? So mm -hmm. social proof is very helpful. Obviously, we go out the gates when you're ranking a product, you've got no reviews, and it's a little bit of Russian roulette because you don't know what's coming in first, and your, your metrics are all off because you've got no social proof and stuff. First stage I start with is that what we call you want to do a discovery campaign which is an auto campaign, for instance. So there's many ways of doing it. People will spend a month gathering data, but a little hack that you can do is you can run with a high bid, high budget and set it for 24 hours. And then you wait 72 hours because you want to wait for collection of data. Then you check and then any uh, terms that need negating, do that and then run again. So basically, you can get your data a little bit faster. What you're trying to do is you're trying to find what Amazon uh, sees on your list. Just, just I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. So negate, like, what is the uh, in order to negate a search term? What are your criteria? Oh, so you're going to take you'll say you'll take a search term that's non-relevant, yeah, mm -hmm. and you you're basically you're negative match it. So you're taking it out the picture so it doesn't and do draw you negative any match it exactly like if you. Do you negative match it exact or it, phrase? Like it, if you're in an would, auto it, campaign, it would, how do you would, negative match it? It would vary depending on what it is, but like if you want to make sure it's nice and clean, you want to use a phrase match. Negative right. phrase, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the the only other problems is you've now got the different types. You've got substitutes and everything now. So what I would do is deselect all those and just go for um, like a close match. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to find those search terms that are going to be most relevant to you. Because the problem is people get keywords with high search volume and they want to use yes. those, but that doesn't mean that's going to work with their their product portfolio. Product. So what I'm, I would be looking at if I'm an, uh, like I'm trying to keep this very basic now, because if you've only yes, got one please. or two products, yes. you don't want to go and get overwhelmed by stuff. So auto campaign. Use close match, run it, high bid, high budget. Yes, you will burn some cash, but you want to get there quickly. Do you want to want, wait a month for that data or do you want to wait a couple of weeks? No. So it, it's however you want to even it out. And then you want to go in and you want to negate any non-relevant uh, search terms. This is an opportunity now to see how to, you can tweak your listing to be the most relevant it possibly can be, you know, for because what you're doing is you're seeing what Amazon's seeing. And if Amazon sends back a load of junk to you, then you know that you've got to change course. So the idea is, is that you're looking for product market fit. So you're using PBC as amplification because you want people to buy your product. The second thing is you want to know where you're going with it because you're in a discovery mode. So you want to help guide the algorithm to understand what search terms are going to be most relevant for you. Now, what a biggest thing that most people make mistake of is they start too early by moving them over to their exact phrase and broad match, et cetera, because they don't have enough sales on the keywords. Like I don't think, or our team doesn't think you can get much out of a situation where you, you need at least 10 sales on a search term to really like go, Oh, is that going to be my leader? Does that make sense? Cause 10 sales isn't really much, yes. but if you've got a product in a low uh, velocity category, it's going to take you longer to get statistical significance. 
So ideally what you want to do is you're going to have these phases where you're going to go into discovery mode. Now, if you want to get fancy with it, you can set up an auto campaign with all the different types. You can have one for substitutes and you can have ones for close match and loose match. You don't want them all on together because you don't want substitutes um, like basically eating up all your budget when you want to get close matches. So you could actually set up four campaigns for the different types. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's where you can get a bit clever. But eventually what you want to do, you want to get statistical significance. You want to know what the search terms are working for you and the most beneficial that's going to meet your target ACOS. And then they're the ones you're going to run in. In the, like We don't use phrase match. It's too much to manage. Like from data science perspective, it just ends up junking out too much of the data. So we only use exact match and broad match for that reason. So it's about simplifying everything that you're doing and bringing it in, honing in to what's relevant. You know, the other argument is that you can use product display ads and you could headline search and everything else. But from our experience is that they're great add-ons, right? They'll give you micro conversions over the time. It's the 80-20 rule, you know? Have a look at most accounts and you'll find that maybe 83% and higher as from sponsored product ads. And the rest are just nice little, nice have bolt-ons that happen over time. So you should always focus on simplicity where possible. And the biggest failure people make is that they go into their accounts, they start what we call tweaking. There's no breadcrumbing. There's no note taking. There's no documentation of why they changed that rationale or anything behind it. They just go in there and tweak and don't know what they're tweaking until they blow their account up if they're not careful. So again, it's about people were surprised. You want to do the least amount of tweaking as possible and only do it when it's relevant where you need to make a key change, you know? Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, Anything else in relation to PPC at that uh, beginner level? I think that's pretty much it. You know, it's not rocket science. People pretend to make it is, especially uh, a basic level. And, and the thing is, you're going to get to a point you may find is that because the cost per clicks have gone up ferociously over the last three years, they have. You, you may not be able to use PPC as a tool, as, as amplification, and make a return or break even on it because of the nature of the market. Mm-hmm. And you have to accept that, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Yep. So what you want to try and do is you want to get as quick as possible to find out which macro search terms are going to give you your sales at break-even or better. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beautiful. So one last question. Okay. In all of your travels and uh, yes. recently you've been, as you said, you've been to China, and I know you've sort of um, – uh, kicked along with with a few different different groups. Yes. Um, what's the scuttlebutt at the higher levels in relation to what's happening with the Amazon uh, FBA? Sorry, like can what, you what are, are their question? current what scuttlebutt? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, scuttlebutt is that? That's an Australianism, I guess. Yeah. Well, the, the the word the word on the street, the the gossip, the the what what are people talking about in these. Um, uh, conferences and, and, and groups. Well, um, it, it, it is, varies. Are, are there particular trends? Like, what what is the what is the big trend that's going on? I think it, the big the biggest trend that everyone wants to do but doesn't get around to doing is external traffic. It's so important now to have that as part of your setup because I, I mean I run an agency, right? PPC is getting more and more yes. expensive, and sometimes it's going to be 
non-affordable for different people. So getting your external traffic game up is important because you need to find other ways outside of PPC to generate visibility for your products. So whatever you, route you decide, whether that's AdWords, um, bot, chatbots, et cetera, Pinterest, get into one of those channels, learn, get a rough idea of the channel, and then just go deep down on one of them that works. You know, test it across your products, yeah. That, that's 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 the, the way, and and I can't remember who it was at uh, Celicon basically said, uh, you know, find out where your customers are. If you, you know, if your customers are on Facebook, learn Facebook. If your customers are on Pinterest, learn Pinterest. If your cu- customers are on YouTube, hang out there. Yeah, but choose one. Yeah, be careful though. Like that's like the- like you just said, like something like Pinterest is good for shiny go- shiny goods and gifts and shiny product syndrome or whatever you want to call it. But you don't want to be selling yep. nail bags on. Pinterest is not going to connect, you know, that might be better to use Google ads no, for that or Google right. shopping ads and stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so find out where your customers are and, uh, and, and go there. So what's next uh, for you? I know you're taking some time off. Um, anything new coming up in the next, in the new year? Uh, in the new year. Yeah. I've got willing um, to, willing to talk about. <laughs> yes. So in the new year, well, actually, even though I've taken time off, what I call time off is that I'm not getting on the plane somewhere. Uh, I've got a keynote in London on November 27th at the white label expo. Um, so that's, you know, but that's a daytime thing. I'll be home back. And what, and what, so when you do, when you do these keynotes, what are you going to be talking about? Uh, this in one is going to be, cause it is two days before, uh, Black Friday. So I'm going to do 15 tips okay. to get you through Black Friday, basically. So that, I think that event holds about 5,000 people. It's at the XL. Not, I'll be speaking to 5,000. The whole event does. Um, but it's uh, called the White Label Expo. So I've got that. That's in London. And then December 7th, we're doing a party. Uh, which we'll announce soon, which is a Christmas party for Amazon sellers, which we're going to do to raise money for kids. We're going to do an auction. So we'll have like 150 UK, European and US sellers that fly in for that. Uh, that's on the 7th of December. And then I'll announce the lineup for Seller Sessions Live 2020. We've done a third of the tickets already. We sold about the week that we finished the last event. So a third of the tickets are gone for that, but we've got to announce the lineup uh, for that in January and gigs wise, and, and I'm guessing that that's not going to be in in Sydney or Melbourne, Australia, right? No, that's going to be in London, <laughs> and then that's going to be <laughs> May eighth and ninth, and then I've got in that time as well. I've got Estonia. I'll be speaking in Estonia. I'll probably be going back to Romania. I've got Prague. Um, yeah, there's a few bits of people in the pipeline on that side as well. Right. So, so if you're sort of in, if you're listening to this podcast in Europe, yes, uh, uh, then find uh, Danny around those traps. Otherwise, tune into his excellent podcast, uh, Seller Sessions. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure chatting with you today and for the truth bombs that you've dropped on us. No Thank worries. you. Thank you so much. Take care. Cheers to anything. Thanks. Wow, what a great conversation. I really enjoyed uh, chatting to Danny, and I hope you got some fantastic info uh, from that, both about uh, the state of uh, Amazon FBA and uh, some of the things that are going on. And also, I really enjoyed uh, getting back to basics when it comes to PPC. He's got um, some very good insights. Uh, Once again, if you haven't uh, subscribed to Danny's podcast, uh, Seller Sessions, I do recommend it.
Um, also, the seller poll that we discussed in that uh, conversation has actually finished. We recorded this um, a few days ago and the seller poll has finished. So if you go to the web page uh, for this episode, womenonamazon.com slash 21, there is a link to the seller poll results. So you'll be able to see all the top 15 uh, for each of the categories. Uh, so this... Um, all the different categories of uh, courses and service providers, YouTube channels, Facebook groups. Unfortunately, I wasn't included in any of those. Uh, <laughs> maybe next year. Uh, so uh, the results are there and they are voted by the community. So uh, check that out. The seller poll uh, grand final results are now in and you can check out and maybe find um some new uh, people to listen to and take some great advice from. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode and remember to subscribe to this uh, podcast and tell your friends. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and were able to pick up at least one nugget that you can put into action straight away. Please subscribe to and rate this podcast and remember to check out the website womenonamazon.com to get all the information on today's guests as well as links and discount codes to any products or services mentioned. And remember, don't wait for perfect. Get started now.